Welcome to this bonus episode of 15-Minute History. In this third episode, John discusses the effect an economic crisis has on supply and demand, on products, and on the stock market. Most people's eyes glaze over when you try to talk to them about economics. It's too complicated. You need a PhD to understand it. I'd rather stream the next episode of Tiger Kings. But economics is actually one of the easiest subjects to master and one of the most relevant to your daily life. The basis of all economics, the study of how goods and services are produced, distributed, and consumed, is supply and demand. People tune out when you start talking about these ideas because they involve numbers and graphs. But today I want to show you how easy it is to grasp these concepts and how they directly affect how much money is in your wallets, your bank accounts, and your investment portfolios. First, the math and the graphs. I'm going to try to keep this simple, and if you're listening and not watching, please don't look at your phones while driving. Supply and demand are functions of two variables, a good's price and its quantity. When you put them on a graph with price on the vertical y-axis and quantity on the horizontal x-axis, you'll see that supply has a positive or an upward slope because producers will make and sell more goods at a higher price than at a lower price. Demand, on the other hand, has a negative or downward slope because consumers will purchase fewer goods at a higher price than at a lower price. If you're watching the video, you'll see both lines on the graph. The point where the two lines meet is called market equilibrium, where both the producers and the consumers are satisfied. Everyone who wants a product can buy it, and everyone who makes a product can sell it. If the producer raises the price above equilibrium, the quantity supplied exceeds the quantity demanded, and they can't sell their goods. If they lower the price below equilibrium, the quantity demanded exceeds the quantity supplied, and the store's shelves are empty. More on this in the next lesson. Okay, John, I hear you saying. I get this, but how does it affect me? That's a really good question with a multifaceted answer, and we won't get to all of it in this lesson. So be sure to listen to the next one as well to get the full picture. Supply and demand teaches us why prices rise and fall in both good and bad economic times. They also act as signals of how healthy the markets are for various goods and services in uncertain times like these. Think back to before you were quarantined at home. Every morning, you drove to school or work, and you passed a gas station. You looked at the price for a gallon of gas and either celebrated or cursed. Right now, the demand for gasoline is low because people are quarantined or working from home. If gas stations kept their prices at pre-COVID levels, they would be losing money because no one would buy it. They lower their prices to keep people driving. The same is true when two gas stations are at the same intersection. Even a penny's worth of difference draws people to that station, so you see prices fluctuate hourly as the two stations compete for business. It also explains why gas is cheaper in the mornings than in the afternoon. Most people think, I'll fill up after work, so demand is higher after 3 p.m. Today's first lesson is simple. Once you start commuting again, fill up in the mornings. It'll save you money. Supply and demand further explain what is happening in the stock market during this crisis. And here is where I make my usual call to remain rational. Right now, many people are worried about having enough cash to get by and about the health, pardon the pun, of the economy. They are pulling their money out of the stock market, which is high risk, 
and putting it into safer places like bonds, mutual funds, savings accounts, or under their mattresses. Depending on who you are, this is a rational decision, especially if you are retired and living off interest and dividends, or you're approaching retirement and worried about the health of your 401k. But if you're not strapped for cash, or you aren't retiring in the next few years, this is where remaining rational can make you a lot of money. During the 2008 recession, a financial journalist asked billionaire Warren Buffett how much money he'd lost in the crash. His answer stunned the reporter, zero. He didn't sell any of his investments, so his losses in the market were theoretical, not actual. If, like me, you're watching your stock portfolio's value fall, remain calm and rational. This crisis will end. There is low demand for stocks right now, which is why prices are falling, but once we beat COVID-19, that demand will likely return. Share prices will eventually rise, and your portfolio's losses will be recouped. Again, losses in the stock market don't become real until you actualize them, until you sell your shares. So if you have some extra cash in these difficult times, take care of yourself and your family first. Then consider investing in the stock market while demand is low. Your financial future may look pretty bright if you do. Remember what I said in the first lesson. Fear overwhelms reason if we let it. It motivates us to make snap judgments and sometimes poor choices. When it comes to economics, to our nation's fiscal health, and to your own financial future, each one of us must be a good economist. Think about the whole picture when our leaders demand immediate action. Consider the opportunity costs of every decision you make. Take advantage of new opportunities to secure your financial position. And, above all, remain rational.